Well, hello there, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast, where I give you the step-by-step support and guidance you need on your domestic adoption journey. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoptive mom of two on a mission to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable, because no one should walk the domestic adoption journey alone. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I've worked in marketing for some of the largest brands in the world for well over 20 years, and I have a bachelor's and master's in journalism and a deep passion for connecting expectant families and hopeful adoptive families. I've spent well over a thousand hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand why they pick certain families over another. I've taken that experience and my passion for adoption to help hopeful adoptive families tell their stories through the creation and sharing of their adoption profiles. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click the little three dots in the top right-hand corner if you're listening to this on Apple and click follow the show. That's going to allow you to be notified each week when I release new episodes. If you're trying to match through social media, you're likely worried that you don't know what to say. And if you say something in particular that's wrong, that it'll result in you not getting picked. You may also be really worried that even if you make the most beautiful post in the world, that it may not be seen because the algorithm gods may not choose to show your content to someone else. I want you to hear me say this, friend. It is totally possible. I get DMs all the time from folks inside the My Adoption Coach Facebook group, and they are incredibly worried about all of these things. But I want you to take a big old deep breath with me. Are you ready? (sighs) Because it is possible. I have clients that have done this on numerous times. As a matter of fact, when I'm recording this in early 2022, we already have one baby that has come home. And we've had nine matches. And of those nine matches, more than half of them are from expectant parents and hopeful adoptive parents meeting on Facebook. Some meeting through ads and some meeting through just good old fashioned posting inside groups. So what I'm sharing with you is based in proven results. So I want you to hear the hope and the light is is there, my friend. There is a possible way to achieve what you're trying to achieve, okay? So now let's dive into those three tips to help you. Are you ready? I'm hoping you're ready. I'm excited to share them with you. Tip number one is using the right social media platform. And let me take a second to to break down what a social media platform is. A social media platform is like Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook, things of that nature. I have another episode where I've gone really deep into that and I'll make sure and link that in the show notes for you. But for the sake of this conversation, we're going to talk about Facebook and Instagram because those two platforms are where my clients are actually matching and finalizing adoptions from. And that's what's really important, right? So let's talk about each one of them a little bit more in depth individually, but they're going to have their own episode that you're going to want to come back and check out. So when it comes to Facebook, you need to understand a couple of different components. And so if you're brand new into self-matching, you really need to listen up here because this is likely something you're not aware of. So you're going to need to have a page where you post content on a regular basis about your family and think of that as your profile. Then you're going to have the opportunity to use Facebook groups to match. And these Facebook groups expectant parents reach out to the admin of the Facebook group 
and they share that they are looking to place a child for adoption. And then that admin typically, in most cases, post on behalf of that expectant parent. And then you'll have the opportunity to share your profile back with them. Now, you can share a profile book, you can share a website, you can share all kinds of different things. And I go way more in depth than that on a couple of different videos in the channel. And for sure will on that Facebook episode that is coming up. But it is important for you to know that it is really important that you have content on your main adoption page. And then you also have content that you post in those groups. Because when someone clicks on your name in that adoption group, they're going to be taken back to your profile page. And that's what they're going to learn or where they're going to learn more about your family. Okay. So within Facebook, my clients have been primarily matching through a combination of Facebook groups, as well as through paid ads. Now, if you're worried about paid ads, don't freak out, my friend. Paid ads are one, a whole lot easier than you think they are. And I can teach you how to do that. So take a big old deep breath. But more importantly, you can only do that in certain um, states. Certain states don't allow that. And don't worry, I still have a lot of clients who match that don't use Facebook ads because they live in states where they can't. Now, those that you, those of you that live in states where you can, I, my clients are matching a lot faster by using ads. So, and again, we'll go th- way more in depth on that in another episode, but it's important for you to understand when it comes to Facebook, there are really three things you need to think about. The content you share on your main adoption page, the content you share inside groups, and then third, from a paid ad perspective. Okay. So again, the majority of my clients are when they are self-matching on social media, they're self-matching through Facebook itself. I've had a few clients that have matched through Instagram. Now, Instagram is a lot more... It's just different, I guess. It's the best way to say it is just different. So there aren't groups, right? But instead, you can think of groups as hashtags and your hashtag strategy being not only just adoption related, but other related as well is really what will put you into those different groups, if you will. Um, but there are no people that are posting on Instagram like, you know, hey, I am looking to place a child, or at least not the majority of them are actual real people. Most of them are scammers that are actually placing or excuse me, that are actually posting like that. What's important to know about Instagram is the content that you use is incredibly important as well as the actual hashtags themselves. So again, I'll go way deeper in the Instagram episode that's coming up on exactly, you know, how to really make sure that those two things are working strongly together for you. But you need to know that the combination of the two is actually what will make you be discoverable or actually make your content be shared to someone that might be considering placing a child. Now, Instagram typically isn't going to go as deep from a content perspective. That's not what people are looking there for. They're looking for more of a quick hit uh, of information. but in, And then they want to click over and see your Facebook profile or a website. So when I talk to expectant families that have matched through Instagram, they tell me that, hey, yeah, their their information just kind of got served to me organically. So one particular case, somebody had posted about uh, free Britney. 
and a hopeful adoptive family had. And they had made this, you know, super funny little clip about free, free Britney through a reel. They had posted a video and they had also used hashtag hoping to adopt and all of their hashtags around adoption. And so the algorithm had actually served this content to this expectant mom because she had searched for Brittany and she had searched for adoption and pregnancy related things. And so therefore it organically came up in her feed and she thought this is kind of funny and she clicked on it and she learned more about them. And then she was really drawn to their personality really drawn to the things that they were sharing about their family. And then she went actually out to an interactive profile book that I offer and learned a whole lot more about them. She got to hear their voice and see them in action and read about them. And that is actually how they connected and ultimately matched. So it's really, um, you know, interesting that that is a different way to match through Instagram. But again, I'll cover all of that way more in depth in another training. Tip number two is being focused on what you post. Now, we all know that every word and sentence really matters in our adoption profile, right? We all are, have likely felt worried at some point or another about either what to say or did I just say the wrong thing? But it really matters what you post for a couple of different reasons. One you may not even be aware of is that what you're actually sharing gets judged by the algorithm. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but it is. The algorithm is what really determines who sees certain content versus another. So your feed is going to look different than my feed, even in the same group. And the algorithm is going to decide which comment on a post that I should see versus what you should see. And that's driven by actually what you're sharing and then what the person who's looking at it is actually looking for and engaging with. And so what you share matters just to be seen from one. And then second, we all know it really matters when it comes to connecting with expectant families. I have learned after my thousand hours of research talking with expectant and birth families that there is no right sentence that tells you exactly what to say that will make an expectant family match with you. That's just not how it works. Instead, there are some frameworks that I was able to create after having those conversations with them. Let me walk you through a high level of that so you understand what I mean. So when I would talk with expectant families about who they picked and why, it was amazing to see that they all had something that they zoned in on in a profile. And they would all, you know, have something different. It would be, you know, that they were going to have this experience or they were going to do this as a family or they saw this video. And when they saw the video of them uh, playing in the backyard, their dog, then they could clearly see this child playing with them with their dog in the backyard. There was all, always something different. But the first thing that you have to know about your profile is it has to clearly tell stories, stories about who you are. And if you've got a bunch of junk in the way, then expected families aren't going to take the time to really move away all the clutter to get to know you. I spend a lot of time reviewing profiles for my clients that already have their profiles that have been waiting to match for a while. And they have everything in the kitchen sink in there. Like I know every single detail about their life. And it's just way too much information for an expectant family to take on. So it's really important that you can clear out the junk and be focused on clear stories on who you are. The second thing 
is that when I was talking with expected families, you could clearly say, see that they made an emotional connection with those stories. They were enrolled in giving this child the life that they were seeing in these stories. And they were because their stories were shared in an intentional way. They were shared in a way that really works with the way that people take on information and process information. And by the way, I've been trained by some of the biggest brands in the world to do this. And so these hopeful adoptive families may or may not have been realizing that that's what they were doing. But when I would compare what the expectant families were saying with the actual adoption profile and they, the stories that they would pull out every single time were the stories that were written in a particular way to create an emotional connection. And then the third thing really is that everything was designed for purpose, right? So it was easy for the expected families to engage with their profiles. So if they were sharing something on social media and they matched with somebody on social media, they weren't talking to me about this huge, long um, book that they had to download to their phone and they had to like resize and all of these things. They were talking about, I looked at social media posts. Then I looked at a website and they were talking about, it was great to hear their voice, to see them do a particular thing. So every piece of content that they were looking at was really designed and fit for purpose. So those are the three things that you've got to stay focused on when it comes to the what you're sharing, you've got to make sure that you are really focused on sharing clear stories about your family that create an emotional connection that are easy for her to engage with. Okay, so before we move on to tip number three, I'd love to know a little bit more about where you are in your journey and what social media platforms you're using. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can drop me a comment below. If you're listening to the podcast, then go send me a DM or jump into the Facebook group. Either way, I'd love to learn how I can help you more in your adoption journey. You see, friend, I have a real passion for helping connect expectant families and hopeful adoptive families. I have a wall just beyond where I'm filming, where I have pictures of all the families that I've helped form over the course of my past several years. And it just gives me goosebumps. And that is like my hype wall. I love to be able to add another picture to that wall. And I'd love to be able to add your picture to that wall, my friend. Okay, so then let's move on to tip number three. And tip number three on matching your uh, adoption through social media is how you post. Now, I know this may seem a little weird. Like, what do you mean how I post? Like, I, I write the post up <laughs> and I put it on social media, whether that be through Instagram or Facebook. But there are some specific things that you could be doing or not doing that are dramatically impacting who sees your content. And they, they could be some small things like when you post or how much you post in a group that will determine whether or not you're seen more often. And it's not necessarily just posting, but how are you engaging? And then on Instagram, your hashtags and again, what you're sharing really make a difference. And this information changes all the dang time. I mean, just by the time you think like you've learned it all and you know it and you're ready to go, then they're going to make a little tweak to the algorithm. And sometimes they're going to tell you about that tweak. And sometimes they aren't. Sometimes I learn about tweaks from colleagues and they're like, oh, 
I'm actually seeing this perform better. And we'll start to make a change in our strategy and we'll tweak it and we'll start to see something really pick up. And then a month or two later, then one of the platforms will release, oh, we made a tweak to our algorithm. And now here's what it's important for you to know. I mean, for instance, Instagram just went from a 21 tag hashtag strategy to saying, well, we really just look at the top five. Post all you want, but you know, if we're only looking at the top five. But I don't share this to make you panicked by any means, my friend. Because remember, I always have your back. And in fact, I have a social media workshop that's designed just to help you through this process. It'll be coming up in a few weeks because I have so many people that are constantly in my DM saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? So I tried to create something that will help you. This social media workshop will be a combination of some recorded how-tos so that you can go back to them time and time again. And quite honestly, so that it's easy for me to update whenever there's an algorithm release that updates and we start to see a new thing that's helping my clients that I can go record a new video and drop it in for you. So it'll be part pre-recorded and part live Q&A. You'll actually be able to show up to a Q&A with me and ask all your questions live. So do check out the show notes to grab the link to that because I know that's really going to help you if you're matching through social media. Well, there you have it, friend. Three tips on how to match your adoption through social media. Just something to get started. And I trust that this episode has been incredibly helpful for you. And if so, I know you're really going to love the deep dive episodes that I'm going to be doing over the next several weeks, really focused on how you can use social media to self-match your adoption. So if you haven't already taken the moment to subscribe, I really would appreciate it if you do it. And make sure to check out these other episodes that I know will help you through your adoption journey. Remember, friend, anything's possible with the right plan and support. And I'm always just a message away. I'll talk to you soon.